This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Uh, joining us right now from Massersports.com is School of Rock, courtesy of the WGK Long Guest Hotline. He is Rock Abaco. What's up, Rock? Good morning, guys. Good morning, man. Rock, I, I never felt so incomplete in my life, man. I'm sitting there watching the game, and, and it's the ALDS, and then the third out is recorded on a strike three, and I'm like, the season's over. <laughs> like, I mean, just like that, the season's over. It, I mean, you knew it was coming, but when it got there, it was like, well, damn. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. It was like, we, it was slow developing. We knew by the second inning, this is probably going to be the result. But there's still that weird finality. Yeah. When, the, you know, a three-pitch strikeout, we knew they weren't going to rally with two outs and two strikes in the ninth. And yet, that swing and miss by Jordan Westberg was like, wow, that really is it. Yeah. It's like all season, 162, spring training before that, the postseason, all the work we put in, and it's just over. And I'm thinking of how excited fans were pre-game one. The place was rocking. Yeah. The orange towels and the scoreboard had the countdown to zero. And the place just went crazy. And now it's over. We'll quietly file into the clubhouse and change our travel plans and go home. It, it really is a jarring finish for a game that really wasn't competitive by the second inning. Do you think there's any chance they would um, change the playoff format for next season? Just given the fact that you have 300 win teams that have just been swept out of the playoffs. <laughs> I think it's going to be discussed, and it came up frequently with Hyde and Elias. And, you know, even Brandon, like when we first were talking to him the first day of workouts, he said, you know, I mean, clearly they needed rest, the Orioles. I mean, they could have used a break, definitely the bullpen, whatever. But he goes, you know, two would be nice. Five is a lot. You know? yeah. So he already was feeling that before they'd even really started the workout week there at Camden Yards. It's just, it, you know, you would think, well, what's the problem? Guys get to rest up. And they did work out. They weren't, like, sitting around for four or five days. You know, they weren't treating it like a holiday break. You know, they didn't come back and had gained 20 pounds or whatever. But it's just you kind of lose your edge a little bit. You can only get so much out of sim games. And so, I mean, they're not going to use that as an excuse. I mean, Texas is a buzzsaw right now. Uh, they, that offense is ridiculous. But definitely I think they need to look into it. I don't think there was a single team celebrating, like, five days off. So you've got to come up with a way – where it's a couple, however you would do that, because, you know, you got the wild card round has to end. But that is a really long break for teams. I think and we're seeing, I think, examples of why it's not a good idea to take five days off. Brock, what did you think about, uh, what was it, two days ago, the attaboy Bryce thing that kind of leaked out? Because I think this is much ado about nothing. And I don't think, 
I don't even like saying it leaked out. It was said in, 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 with a bunch of reporters around. I, I don't even think it's that bad. And again, if, if Bryce Harper needs inspiration to play a playoff game, uh, God forbid, like it's it's the worst thing to even see in the world that you need somebody to write something about you. But what do you think as a media member that goes in there all the time? Uh, Kevin Gossman went off on Twitter saying it's unfair that they take stuff out of the clubhouse. Yeah, I know. I saw that. That was a little disappointing. And yeah. I stayed out of the, the, the crossfire there. And I've thought about it a lot. And it is tricky because we do hear things a lot of times and you have to, and I think the more experience you have, the more now you're able to decide, okay, is this something that can be shared or is this one of those, yeah. you know, one clubhouse, I know I go and it says what you see here stays here. I can't think of which ballpark it might've been the old Rangers one, but it was on the wall. But in this case, you have a, a huge song of media in there. And what any, if you're going to yell something like that, you have to be aware okay, there's a chance this is going to get quoted because I'm surrounded by media. Like, look around. They didn't sneak in. They're not in camouflage. I mean, they're there, so don't say it. But it is a tricky thing. I mean, because, I, again, I've thought about this a lot. It, it, if, if I'm standing there and Yenier Cano, for some reason, just starts going off on something that he's seeing on the TV and then kind of walks away, like, venting, am I going to write for my Yenier Cano? Am I going to say, and Chelsea James at the at Washington Post, I think she said, a player said, but then she claimed she didn't know which one it was. But there are instances where I might say one player was so upset, he blah, blah. That way I'm not yep. throwing this guy to the bus. But in this case, it's the postseason. It's filled with national media and beat writers. And I'm sure it looked like, well, this would be something that would kind of be amusing and also what led to what Bryce Harper ended up doing. The thing that gets me is we throw the word a reporter around way too easily. Like if you have an opinion in a platform, suddenly you're a quote reporter. And the person that used the name is, I believe, a fan that has a podcast and a very popular one, not a reporter. That's a whole separate rant for me, by the way. <laughs> it has nothing to do with what happened. But I heard saw the, you know, people saying, you know, other this other reporter, I'm like, well he's not a reporter, but he gets credentialed all the time and that's great. The Orioles credential him, whatever. But He's not a reporter, but that said, I don't think he did anything wrong, but it is a risky thing when you, when something is said outside of an interview setting and you cite the player, but I point more toward the player saying, well, then if you didn't want that out there, maybe you shouldn't have been doing that in front of 50 or 60 or 70 or whatever it was media that are standing around. And you've got to be smarter than that and not say it because there's a chance it will be posted and Kevin Dawson should know that, too. He's been doing this a long time. He knows not everything is off the record unless you have your recorder running and you're looking directly at the guy interviewing them. Rock Abaco joins us uh, from School of Rock, BassinSports.com. Hey, Rock, if now the season is wrapped up. I mean, I mean, I feel it ended suddenly, but I'm really optimistic because this team is so young. But what do you think might be some changes in the offseason? I mean, the outfield's getting crowded. we got a lot of young guys You're waiting to come up. Your infield's going to be set. Once Jackson Holiday gets temper, I'm assuming. Like, where do you see the you know the next big couple of changes? Well, I mean, they've got 16 arbitration eligible players, and they uh, they are not keeping all 16 and no. giving them raises. So no. you're going to learn a lot about that there. I mean, I think addition wise, even though Michael Elias was not offering anything yesterday, he warned I'm going to be kind of boring when it comes to roster questions because we just got off a plane. But they're going to look for another starter. And I don't know if that's to replace Kyle Gibson. Uh, and they will look, go bigger than a Kyle Gibson and spend more than $10 million and try and get a true, quote, number one starter. Uh, they've got to decide if they need to bring in a late-ending reliever who might be the primary closer to replace Felix Bautista rather than staying in-house. I think they'll look for bullpen reinforcements. 
But you know, they do have to make room in the outfield. And Santander, it seems like, is rumored to be that guy who could go every year because there's always teams that have interest, especially the Marlins. They've had interest for a couple of years. And Elias has always held on to him. But he's projected by trade rumors to get a raise in arbitration. It's going to take him about $12.7 million. It's hard to picture the team paying that, but he's such a valuable and popular player. I, I, you know, I don't want to spend their money for him or whatever, but you know, they do have to make room. Got, you know, there's a chance Curse Dad and Kowser both could make the club out of spring training. How do you make room for those guys? It just feels like Santander, Hayes, somebody's going to have to go. Yeah. That's what I'm talking that. about is the outfield. Yeah. 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 Let me, exactly. Those are going to be hard decisions, but it's just simple math. It's a 26-man roster. You can't fit all those guys. I think there's a chance you won't see Mateo or Arias because you've got people like a Joey Ortiz could be that Rios, who's the, you know, utility guy that moves all around the infield. Uh, and, and, you know, now with Gunner being a primary shortstop, we're going to have Jackson Holiday at some point next season, whether it's on opening day or after, he's going to be there. And you have Jordan Westberg and you got, I just, and you know, Connor Norby could be a guy next season. He had a great year in AAA. So I, I would be surprised if Mateo and Arias are back. Hmm. I mean, it, it's it's hard looking at like some of the guys and figuring out where they'll be. And let me ask you a loaded question: Like, how active do you think this team will be in free agency, or is this something where they just have so much talent in house that it's really hard to kind of decipher which direction you want to go in? Yeah, I mean, I think they will look. You know, they'll check the market to see if they can find that pitcher or pitching, you know, starter and reliever, and see what bats are out there. If there's a big bat, but then you have to obviously make room for. It. But as far so, I think they'll be active in that regard. I mean, they'll be signing guys. Whether it's major league deals, there'll be some minor league deals because there always are, and they'll try and find the next like Rhino Hurd or Danny Coulomb under the radar type guys who all are huge, you know, helps for them this season. That type of guy that might be on the market, uh, but I don't, I still don't think they're going to be like the big spenders. Right. I mean, the payroll is probably going to go up just because again, math. I mean, you're got these arbitration guy raises alone are going to, and I think they will spend. They would spend more than a ten million on a starter. Eli said that they had similar offers out with what Iovaldi got from the Rangers, but, you know, they end up not getting that guy. So I think they're willing to spend more than that, but you're not going to, you know, you're not talking 200 million, 300 million. That's why when the rumors were out there that they were in on, was it Carlos Rodon last winter and people were running with that and they end up getting money to get from the Yankees, like six, seven years. The Orioles were never in that going there. So you just have to be smart enough to know, okay, that's agent talk getting a reporter to say that so that it drives up the market or something. They're not going there. They're not venturing to that neighborhood, but they will spend more money. Well, we can't have O's Atlanta, so from this point on, I'm pulling for Phillies Astros, Rock. Thanks a lot, my man. Sure. A lot of former Oriole employees with the Phillies still, so I'm happy to root for them. There you go. All right, Rock. All right, All right. Damn, it's Rock Abago yeah, from Massachusetts. There's lots of former Orioles on the Diamondbacks, too. Huh? Yeah, yeah, but I'm not pulling for that. I don't want that. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 